0: one minute of silence, and then explore whatever arises.
1: So please join us for this one minute of doing nothing.
2: I was struck by in that
0: time, how that seems to me to be such a space of discovery, or at least can be mm-hmm. uh closing my eyes and sitting in silence. there's, there's so much that just feels like it's shooting to the quote unquote surface um mm-hmm. maybe in a certain state, so there's times in which I'll sit in silence. And I'm just thinking about what's what I need to do that day or certain things that are ongoing in my life. And that feels a bit less like an area of discovery, more like a rehashing or preparing Hmm. or controlling for worry or something like that. Hmm. But somehow this other space which I felt like I was just in this like just total discovery. And then I move into something that's less discovery. I might attach to one of those things that pops up and then I go with it, or maybe I start planning what I might say. Mm. And I'm sort of out of the space of discovery. And Mm -hmm. then it can be really fun to drop that and then open back up. And Mm. then there's going to be all sorts of different stuff that arises. Mm. Uh, Like that was one. Just hmm. the thought of it feels like there's so much to discover here, and then there was images, kind of like a, a sort of flower twisting and blooming, um, hmm. and just uh,
2: just feels like there's so much there. Hmm. Hmm.
1: So uh, I think I can I can totally relate relate to that. You know uh, what what you're saying is that in that time of silence and when we you know do this practice of one minute silence and uh, being you know in the now uh, then there is this although you know there are moments of being in the now but there are also moments of getting away from the now and maybe thinking about okay you know what to discuss or what to talk about right but then going back to that state of being in the now and and I can totally relate with that because this is like, I think this happens with me almost every time, uh, you know, and I think this sub- subconsciously or consciously, th- there is this kind of goal inside my mind that, you know, for, uh, you know, whenever we do this in our future sessions for, for, for that one minute or, you know, whatever time we are spending in this now zone, I I just stay in the now and not think about what I'm going to talk next. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, what was uh, what was that for you today? What was that thought of, uh, you know, uh, or what was that now experience, or what was that thought about that? What do you want to discuss or talk about?
0: It kind of turned out being what I did say. Um, okay. <laughs> I think it just manifested in a couple different ways <laughs> of what I might say. Of wow, there's so much here to discover. Also, okay a little bit different towards the very beginning of it i think i was noticing that feeling of discovery and just wow there's so much here Mm. and so initially kind of grabbed onto that and was thinking of what i would want to say about this and something i was starting to develop was how kind of how different it feels relative to that
2: other space um Mm. or how It's like you're on a different plane, like uh,
0: dropping out of this. uh, As I'm thinking now, it feels kind of like narrow, and then it opens up and then comes back Mm -hmm. to something that's very sort of narrow and then moves back to this. My hands are coming together and then going like way out, Mm -hmm. and then something pops in To that open space and then i zoom in on it and i become narrowed Mm -hmm. in on that and Mm -hmm. then there's the possibility of opening back up to Mm -hmm. and when i open back up there's so much more that's shooting to the surface because i've made more space to it but then i will inevitably come to one of those and stay with it Mm -hmm. and certainly when you're in conversation Mm -hmm. or interaction Mm -hmm maybe impossible or i would want to see what you think to stay within that spacious area or maybe we can just kind of move back and forth
2: yeah. continuously yeah uh, yeah yeah i think uh what i feel is that it's kind of um you know fear the state of being in fear versus, you know
1: the uh, the state of uh, maybe presence or you know or, or love or whatever you want to call it. Like there there are two different states that we are talking about that we are kind of switching between. You know, it's kind of this this on and off state where one state is of total discovery. And when you said that thing, when you said that statement, you know that uh, there is so much here now. The image that came to my mind is like, you know, uh, a boy in a candy shop, you know, who's saying, wow, there is so much hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, like kind of a treasure that is there in this moment of so many things that can arise from this moment, you know, it's like a chest, a treasure chest, which you, if we totally stay here, we we can experience that treasure. However, the
2: fear of the fear of
1: whether, you know, we will be able to make use of that treasure makes us not be with that treasure. I don't know if you are getting this. Hmm. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, like, if I, if you could just bring this picture into your mind, this visual that, you know, that the boy is with the treasure, you know, let's let's forget the candy shop, but let's talk about a treasure chest. And this boy has encountered treasure. Now, you know, there is this treasure chest and there are a lot of, you know, these uh, wonderful pieces uh, of treasure in this chest. And this boy is like, wow, there is so much here. But so that is mindfulness that is being in the moment. But when the boy starts thinking about, oh, what will I do with this treasure? That's kind of getting out of that state of enjoying
2: the treasure itself. Mhm.
0: So maybe some fear that I won't know what to do with it or I won't be able to use it in the way yeah. that I should. Yeah. Or so then what is it like do you think kind of disregarding the treasure what might that mean where do you go do you just like turn your back on it do you forget about it do you shut the treasure chest closed?
1: Yeah, it's it's like kind of uh, taking your attention away from the treasure chest or like shutting it close because you even have like fears like whether this you have thoughts like whether this is treasure or not, you know, or mm-hmm. might, this might be some trap or something or this might be, you know, uh, someone like someone has just placed this treasure in front of me to test me or all these thoughts, all these stories that I'm making up is making me away, go away from you know making me go away from that treasure right. uh, it's like you know you you give something to someone, you give this treasure to someone, but they they are they rather than enjoying it, you are like they are scared of it because they are making up all these stories in their mind, hmm. you know this might be a trap or you know what will I do with this, whether this is real treasure or not, whether this is real diamond or not, you know all these thoughts. Are like making them suffer, you know. I was watching this uh, uh, series. Uh, I think we talked 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 about that, and uh, uh, you know, I, I think I recommended this series to you. It's on Netflix, and it's called Messiah. So, mm-hmm. in in that series, there is an episode, and in that in episode, there is a scene. It's a beautiful scene, and in this, where this uh, you know character, this figure of messiah uh, who is like a you know spiritual person but people start considering him as the second coming of the jesus and everything so this person uh you know there there is a person uh, there is this person messiah and then there is a follower of this person so the follower of this person comes to messiah and asks him asks him what next what are we going to do next you know where will you take your followers where will you go and all that so then this messiah figure uh, you know tells to the, to to his follower that you know today morning I saw a bird and uh, th- uh, there was this bird, and I saw you know it is summertime, but there was frost on the grass, but this bird came and this bird drank from the frost and you know it flew away and it it enjoyed that, but if it would have been a human being, the human being would have thoughts multiple thoughts in 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 their mind. How how do I see frost in summertime? You know how, how 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 has it come come there and all those things. So basically, not enjoying the frost, but having all these questions in the mind that where where has this come from and you know mm. a kind of suffering in the mind.
2: Mm. And
1: it was I think it was a beautiful example because that's how you know being mindful and not being mindful is that we kind of ruminate on things and you know we kind of. Put so many questions in our mind about things that are right in front of us, but we don't enjoy those things. We don't enjoy the moment, kind of the kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you know, that is that's what's in my mind about all this discussion.
0: Yeah, I love the use of imagery because it can, at least for me, it can stay with me mm. so much um, in a in a much more ingrained and accessible way. Mm -hmm. than in words or a more kind of intellectual explanation because I can grasp, I think, pages and pages worth of Mm -hmm. discussion Mm -hmm. uh, in relation to the message of seeing the bird Mm -hmm. uh, take a sip from the frost on the grass Mm -hmm. versus potentially, you know, thinking about why is there frost here or, uh, whatever that might be? There could be a whole book kind of contained, um, by that visual message. And like, you don't need the other stuff. You can just stay with that image and it can be applied to any situation. You know, what is the frost here? What would be forgetting about any? wonderings or worries about why Frost is here and what mm-hmm. would be just like taking a sip and moving on yeah. uh, in this moment if it's in an interaction or if it's in some fear that I have or if mm-hmm. it's in with my work or like whatever
1: it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah and, and that's why you know that I think that's why these uh, uh, what you talked about previously I think Zen koans they, they work really well because you know that single story kind of gives you you know this entire teaching which can be told in multiple pages or in an entire book, so yeah, that's really helpful mm-hmm.
0: and where maybe the book might even take you astray uh from mm-hmm. from what it is that we really might be after here, especially in like a world of Zen or some or mindfulness or where it's this ungraspable. Thing to get caught up in this notion of progress or learning, or just read as many books as I can, gain more information. Maybe I'm actually moving myself further away from the essence of this thing that can be totally captured in an image or a statement like a koan that just tries to snap you out of your ingrained inevitably conditioned way of seeing the world and then you can see through that
1: yeah. into this spacious place and it's like whoa uh, yeah and and also taking away taking us away from the experience itself right so like for example you're talking about reading so when we read 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 you know it's kind of getting that information that is already there out in the world kind of old information from someone else Uh, and that too in the form of words in the form of language which we have already talked about that how that limits our perception you know our understanding of something but rather than giving more importance to experiencing you know visuals so stories are a better level than that you know the visuals that we are talking about are better than the, the words but even better than that is the direct direct experience of something you know for example, mm-hmm. if you are talking about let's say you we are talking about shamanic ceremonies Now either we can read a book on shamanic ceremonies or we can you know uh, uh, read stories on that fiction or maybe we can see visuals of shamanic ceremonies that will be even better. but I think what will be the best will be the experience. Of shamanic ceremonies by, you know, by going there and experiencing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we, if yes, I do feel that a lot of times this, this overload of information also takes us away from the experience of things.
0: Uh, that makes me think of the potential fear related to the treasure chest. Maybe it's obvious that in that situation, just to go to the shamanic ceremony or to take part of it, it or to take part in it is mm. experiencing the treasure. Uh, but yeah. maybe that interacts with some fear that's there about it, uh, which could look many different ways, but to read about it or to, to sort of uh, experience it at a distance yeah. is a way of engaging with it with less fear, but you're also kind of guaranteeing that you can't actually have the treasure you can just sort of conceptualize it imagine what it might be like from a yeah. place that's more secure uh yeah. but yeah. is not actually experiencing it
1: yeah 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 that's true that's true uh yeah totally because it is the fear that is stopping me from experiencing it and that's why I first want to read about it you know maybe for example i'm fearful of the shamanic ceremony itself you know there are fears around it so what i'm doing is I'm just reading about that, and that's comfortable for me. <laughs> I'm kind of in my comfort zone by reading about it and then talking about it with people, but my my you know I think the the experience of it requires a certain level of bravery, a certain level of uh you know coming out of the comfort zone and me traveling to you know, for example, Latin America, uh, Peru, or some place like that, and experiencing that shamanic ceremony myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh that requires courage i think courage also comes into the picture so i think mindfulness then or experiencing this treasure also has some relation to courage what mm-hmm. do you feel mm-hmm. about that
2: i would agree I, well i was just uh,
0: wondering have you have you experienced a shamanic ceremony
1: i have experienced a, a one of its kind like one 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 of those ceremonies um so that was a a shamanic darkness retreat and I think it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life Mm -hmm. because it it helped me overcome the fear of darkness and trust me like since my childhood I was very scared of darkness very very scared of darkness yeah and because that's because You know, I've been seeing a lot of horror movies since my childhood. And, you know, my my cousins and we had this tradition in the family of scaring people in the dark and, you know, talking about ghosts and all that. So that made me really, you know, that was really, uh, I was really afraid of it. But when I and and thankfully, I didn't read about this shamanic darkness retreat, because if I would have read about it, I would not have been a part (laughs) of it. For sure, because it was seven <laughs> days in total darkness, mm. and just reading about it would have given me more fear, and I would not have done it. Thankfully, when I went to this retreat, I didn't know what it is about.
2: Mm-hmm. What so was I,
1: it like for you when you realized what it was like? It was it was very scary for the first day, and I was like I was claustrophobic. I was, uh, you know, experiencing this intense fear and you know kind of this frustration and resistance towards it and I was like okay I cannot do this the first day I was like I cannot do this you know and I was kind of you know uh, fighting with the person who brought me to that retreat mm-hmm. and told them, you know you didn't tell me that this is about darkness and all that and and they were like just stay quiet and just experience it you know and uh, so the first day was painful for me in that sense but gradually, you know, some beautiful things started coming up and I started realizing that I'm actually becoming aware of my fears.
2: Mm.
1: You know, I'm actually becoming aware of what's and not only the fears, There were a lot of things that came from inside. I think darkness has this beautiful effect on you and we as a society are conditioned to fear darkness. So, uh, and you know, and that's why we don't use the benefit of darkness. And it's so beautiful that when there's total darkness all around you, there is no option but to go within right so and a lot of things it's like a natural state of meditation, like what we do everything to go within, right We close our eyes, we find that space for ourselves, and then we sit sit for hours, and you know we do this, we do that, and then maybe somehow we connect to something deeper within us. But when you are in that total darkness, there is no option but to go within. And you won't believe like there were so many insights about myself in that darkness, uh, you know, when that first day ended almost towards the end of that first day, that I realized that this is self-inquiry. This is, uh, you know, me knowing myself like anything, you know, I haven't experienced such a thing before. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew those things about, you know, in, in during that entire period. I knew so much about myself. That was, I think, the first time I was more aware of myself. Mm. And I got so many insights about myself. That sounds amazing. It makes me think of the value
0: of moving into fear and maybe through having such an experience where, I guess, fortunately, you were sort of thrown into it without the awareness. Because maybe otherwise you wouldn't have pushed yourself into it. Yeah. Uh, that then through such an intense experience like that maybe you're you gain a lot of trust in in your ability mm. to be able to withstand anything and yeah. then it comes it becomes sort of an automatic pull toward discomfort and fear uh because you can see that well if i just sit with it and experience it then i'm going to learn about it and mm. transcend it in some way uh and then that that ex, that can just become more and more expanded from mm. what potentially might be a confined, rigid way of living in fear mm. to potentially move into that mm. increases the confidence that I'll be with a, able to withstand anything. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, because we think that we will not be able to withstand it, but when we are in it. There is resistance for a lot of time. There is pain. But if you stay longer, then it goes away gradually. Then you start experiencing the beauty of that. Because then there is also this sense of achievement, this sense of overcoming your fear, right? And that's powerful.
2: Hmm. Just having a thought of maybe
0: that might occur in a way in which you just discover you're still withstanding it uh, through being in it for a period of time and just thinking about how awful it is and mm-hmm. ruminating on it or feeling pain in some way. And then at some point, maybe it just dawns on you like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm still I'm not feeling pain at this moment or mm-hmm. I'm not worrying at this moment, which is could be a really profound discovery. Uh, yeah. but only through staying with that for long enough.
2: Um, yeah.
0: I'm wondering yeah. what what you think of in terms of, like, well, you mentioned some some sources of that fear, potentially from different things growing up. But uh, what do you think of in terms of a fear in darkness? Like, what comes up or what is the fear of? Uh, I certainly feel that, too. I've historically been. Hmm very afraid of the dark, especially as a kid growing up and even beyond that. And still, uh, but I, I think maybe through some sort of similar process that we both undergone in our own different ways. Mm. I, I see that as something interesting to mm. stay with this, like my body might be overtaken by this sort of tingling. Mm terror feeling and then I notice all sorts of images pop up in my mind of what might be there or a compilation probably of many things but a very sort of powerful feeling at the same time to just stay there and even kind of invite that in to to become more powerful or even if there is something you know, of course, there isn't logically something there. But even if there is, even like asking that to show yourself uh, yeah. or something like that.
1: Yeah, you know that that reminds me of a wonderful. I think I, I've I have maybe mentioned this before, but that reminds me of a wonderful quote from uh, Batman Begins. <laughs> <laughs> and in that, you know, uh, there is this character, um, uh, this villain who who says that. You you fear what you don't understand. And I think that's a powerful statement because this is what darkness is. We don't understand it. We haven't experienced it. And that's why there is this fear of uncertainty that what will happen, you know, in, in that but, state. But the more we
2: stay in that state, the more we become comfortable with it and then we understand it and then we
1: know it and then there is no more fear. And, you know, uh, again, the irony is, you know, in the the third part of this, you know, uh, this series of movies by Christopher Nolan, uh, the third part is The Dark Knight Rises in in which, you know, in this, I think most of the people would know this, you know, this character of Bane who, who, you know, and there is this scene when you know Bane is fighting the Batman, and uh, you know Batman like kind, kind of uses some device to, you know, when they are fighting, Batman uses a device to cause darkness all around them, you know. So mm-hmm. that switches off the lights, and Bane says that, "Oh, you think darkness is your ally? Mm-hmm. You, you have just learned to be in it. I was born in it, <laughs> you know." And then he, yeah. he he finds him in the dark. You merely adopted the dark. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of you know very fitting in this situation because that that makes makes us realize that if we if we if we decide to be in it more, then that becomes our power, you know, and that and then you will be the one who will not be afraid of darkness, but other people will, and not in sense of any competition, you know, or any sense of being better than someone but it's just that you have this kind of a advantage as a human being of understanding and experiencing something which others cannot Hmm. and that's why I feel that this night time, you know, is is very interesting to me. Hmm. Uh, Although, you know, I, I totally I'm subscribed to all this, you know, uh, system and understanding that we should sleep well and, you know, we should sleep early and wake up early and all that. But I feel that for me personally, you know, night has been really beautiful. It, This darkness has a beauty to it. This darkness has a mysticism to it. You know, when I go out in the, and, you know, this is my regular practice that I do, is that at night I go either to, a, I go to a secluded place, and this is kind of my effort to overcome, although I have not overcome it totally yet. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of my effort to overcome this fear of darkness, where at night I go to, a, you know, there is a lake uh, here in Vancouver, I go to that place at night, and there is no one there, you know, that lake is in the middle of the forest. And, uh, or when I was in Victoria, I would go to this, you know, Hill that was called Mount told me, and there was no one there at you know one or two in the night. But so initially, when I and I, when I start walking towards this lake or you know to this place, I'm totally fearful. There are so many fears that are coming up. Oh, what might happen? You know. Oh, what if there is some criminal there who might attack me in the night? Or what if I you know there is there is some extraterrestrial you know alien there who is <laughs> who might I who might I might encounter and all these things. Mm-hmm. But the more I go, when, when I go there and when, I, when I'm sitting there for like one hour or half an hour or one hour or so, that becomes the most insightful time for me. And when I meditate in that time, that meditation is better than any daytime med- meditation I have done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because there is nobody there, there is pure silence, there is darkness and in, those, in that darkness, a lot of things come out of your, your in, inner selves. You know, mm-hmm. and your like your it's kind of your subconscious speaks to you, and you get so many insights
2: hmm. I'm just sitting with the the image of you at the lake and uh yeah, there's there's beauty to that. Mm. Um, I was just thinking, too, of the... It's making me think of the, the treasure and the worried thoughts. Those worried thoughts,
0: again, being like there might be aliens there or, you know... Something like that.
1: Yeah, animals or criminals or all these thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: but then some willingness or urge to just simply notice those as thoughts that will inevitably
2: arise and continue moving into the treasure. um mm. I'm thinking the treasure there too.
0: There's maybe some letting go of its instrumental value. And just experiencing it for what it is. And it's, it's like it's being used as you're experiencing it, if that makes sense, versus oh, I'm finding the treasure. So I'm going to go hoard it and be able to buy stuff with it. Uh, yeah. maybe that maybe that's a fear too, potentially of yeah. having it and having to use it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like versus maybe some security of, well, I want, I want the treasure, but I want to have it with me. And, yeah. and build it up stack it up uh, yeah. so I have some sense of security versus maybe this oh. is a kind of treasure that you get it and you immediately use it uh, yeah. it's not like you're getting something else for it but it's like it's the pinnacle of experience
1: yeah yeah you cannot take it anywhere like for example if you're talking about the darkness you cannot take it you know with you during you know in the day so it's just there and you experience it and you just come back and you know it's mm. so, <laughs> over mm-hmm. yeah I think that's very similar to what you said you know when you're talking about treasure I think what also comes to mind is the idea of money that how people you know relate to money like hoarding up and not maybe enjoying it as it comes not flowing with it and kind of hoarding up and worrying about I think this also talks a lot, a lot about how we use our finances and how we enjoy our finances versus how we make our finances, you know, make us more stressed by hoarding them and worrying about the future. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. So I've heard a, a differentiation between money and wealth mm.
0: and how money maybe can be um a representation or a marker of wealth, but it also could be a total lack of wealth depending on what role it plays in your life or how it is that you use it or and lots of other things can be markers of wealth and that maybe as a society well not to throw a blanket statement, but it can be easy to confuse uh, wealth for money, that money is wealth.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No. I think even I believe it's just a one aspect of wealth. You know, there are so many other things to that. Relationships. You know, love. We are talking about abundance in general. Uh, health. Uh, you know, peace of mind. So I think this is all wealth, uh, mm-hmm. but money is just one single aspect of that. Is.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: I was thinking of one thing uh, in relation to the experience of darkness that. Is kind of fun for me too, along the lines of what we've already been saying. But uh, so I just have this image of me maybe hearing a noise from downstairs when I'm in bed uh, and I go down to just check on it.
2: Mm. And the,
0: inevitably in my mind, there's images that pop up or. Mm. I mean, I assume the, the biggest part of me assumes that it's just some noise uh that can't really be traced back, or I can figure out what it was and it's just some innocuous thing. Uh yeah. but I kinda enjoy to some extent thinking of some really bad thing that might happen. Maybe there is someone there that's gonna come at me with a knife or uh yeah. <laughs> something like that, and then just kind of moving along with that, but not in a way that's, that's terrified or, mm. or resistant, but it's just, well, if that's the reality, then mm. what am I going to do? Or, uh, it, it will be whatever it is. And then <laughs> I'll, I'll have to act. I don't know what I'm going to act like, but <laughs> I'll have to interact with it. Uh, and is it that bad? Uh, I don't know, because then it would just be what it is and I would adapt to it. And um, maybe they would injure me severely. Maybe I would die if I was dead. Mm. There wouldn't be a me to know that Mm. I was dead. Um, I don't This It may sound callous or potentially minimizing of what someone else might be afraid of. Mm. But I often find that there's some relief there in. Well, if it is that awful thing, that would also just be what is and I would yeah. interact with it. It's it's like it's more scary just me thinking about it or worrying about it than potentially even if there was someone that was
1: threatening my life. Right? Yeah, I, I, would, I would I would that would just be what is. Yeah. and And it might be it also might be. You know, if let's say that happens, let's say you are in uh, in the dark at night and let's say, you know, you hear a sound and there is like this kind of a thief or someone in your house who has entered and, you know, is attacking you. Now, till the point of time you didn't, you didn't uh, encounter that thief, you had a fear of this, this intense fear. But maybe when you encounter that thief, maybe because now you are face to face with it, that fear goes away. Right? Maybe you will find that that thief is dumb, (laughs) 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 and maybe you can easily kind of you know uh, overcome this situation, or maybe you know that attack. Let's say even you know to think about you know worst case worst case scenarios. Let's say that thief attacks you or stabs you in your arm or or something like that. So then you are like, okay, you know I was so scared of being attacked by this thief but it's just a wound on my arm you know and that's okay mm-hmm. why i was so why i was so scared of it mm-hmm. so i think the the experience of it also helps us move and overcome our fears mm-hmm. uh, you know we are as as again you know again that statement comes to my mind what we fear what we don't understand and until and unless we experience that thing we will keep fearing it. So I think the only solution to overcome that fear is to experience it. Mm-hmm. And I think still I think there is something uh, you know which I am I still have like a lot of fear about is closed spaces and claustrophobia, and you know, and I am so resistant to experiencing it. Like right. I just can't think of uh, being in a being in a closet or something, you know, uh, because. And I can totally, now I can totally understand like it's because it's easier said than done. Uh, uh, you know, when you when you say that oh face your fears, it's mm-hmm. so difficult, you know, I think maybe darkness is easy for me, but not for you that much. But maybe closed spaces are easier for you, but not for me. I think it's all depends upon what our fears are. Mm-hmm. So if I think about then darkness is easier for me, but if I think about closed spaces, I am scared like anything, but I know at a deeper level to overcome that fear, I have to experience it, hmm. but it's very scary, <laughs> you know, but, but if you do it, if you step into that fear, that you would, that's, yeah, that's your victory hmm. and that's when you overcome that.
0: And I guess it would be a question of if that's something you want or, hmm. or not. And if maybe you're lying to yourself or if it's you're actually just accepting of I'm afraid of that and I choose not to do that Mm -hmm. uh, or I want to overcome
1: that. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah, it's a matter of choice as well. Yeah. But I'm just thinking that how will it help if I not choose to experience it? I'm just thinking about that Mm -hmm. because like I, I will be just then kind of postponing it, isn't it? Postponing that experience, and when they might Maybe come up the time that when it I comes
0: it. up, and you you have no choice but to experience it. It makes me think yeah. of stoic, like stoic practice of just subjecting yourself to all these uncomfortable situations, so that when that situation arises, you've already yeah. done it yourself, and it's not it's not scary anymore.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I can think of it, and it has happened with me because you know. I think, and I, I slightly overcome with with experience, but I was once trapped in a uh, in an elevator,
2: and uh, I think
1: that was the most horrific experience of my life. I was mm. trapped for twenty five minutes or so, and I feel that if I would have made myself comfortable with it, I would have been my experience. It would not have been that horrific for me. Mm if i would have put myself again and again in those situ- in similar kind of situations when i am in such close place spaces
0: is there a way in which uh it seems to you that you fear what you don't understand applies in that scenario
1: yeah b- because i have because i have not experienced that that's why i fe- fear it right if I, now there are two ways I can experience it either I will either I will experience it willingly or I will experience it unwillingly and it, it might just happen to me but mm. when I experience it unwillingly and it just happens to me there will be resistance to it right
2: mm.
1: and that resistance will make me suffer so if I take this example of uh of elevators let's say you know uh I I was in that elevator unwillingly where I got trapped. I was not prepared for that. And that resistance of not wanting to be here was horrific. And that caused my suffering. But if somehow I could have, you know, I don't know how, but if somehow I could have practiced of being in trapped elevators, you know, willingly, that would have made my experience less horrific. And that would have made me resist it less when it actually happened.
0: Right. Right. I could imagine there's that element of not knowing when you're going to get out that could make it challenging to accept it too. Versus if you knew this was, you're going to be there all day, then it would probably be easier to move into a place of acceptance, even if it still feels really bad, but you don't know it, it might be opened in the near future. And, uh, or it might be a long time, and so it's really in that place of uncertainty.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe I could have, you know, if if it would I would have practiced it willingly, I could have sit in the elevator and meditated and practiced meditating. <laughs> oh, here's an opportunity.
0: to,
2: to sit. yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, utilizing that time and meditating. So that might have made my experience when it actually happened better. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah now I'm thinking of you know thinking of ways how can i ex- experience that and overcome that mm-hmm. uh, there there is a interesting thing I think there is this uh, thing that I was really scared of going to uh, but i i i think deep down I want to do it to overcome my fears It's called i think i think you would know that float tank
0: yeah
1: i've done one you've done how how was your experience <laughs> i I loved it for me it's scary mm-hmm. because it's because in it's in a closed space. Mm -hmm. But I think now I feel like I should do it to to overcome that fear. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that could be a good context to it or for it, because maybe it's a little better or it's more scary than you putting yourself in a closet because you can easily yeah leave at any point in time, or it might be uncertain. And in that situation, you sort of have this certain set period of time you're being placed in it.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: uh, so we were talking about darkness and you mentioned your fear of darkness, but like just my curiosity, what is for you? What is that fear? Which, you know, which which you would say, which is most intense.
2: In terms of any fear. Yeah. Hmm. They've definitely dwindled. Uh, I have some fear of, of deep water, um, or,
0: or the ocean generally, um, uh, which I think is related to darkness, you know, Mm -hmm. this vast unknown and there's stuff that might, you know, come and get you, uh, or you might be swallowed up into it. Mm Mm-hmm. It used, it still is to some degree, but used to be having eyes on me or having, uh, mm. presenting or speaking in uh. either in front of groups or even small groups of people. I still feel that now, mm. but I, it's certainly a fear that I, I think I've overcome to a significant degree, but mm-hmm. used to be one that was very crippling. Um,
1: and, and, uh, how, how did you overcome that?
0: I think just through exposing myself to it again and again, I, in one way I was sort of forced to, because when I went to my, my doctoral program, I didn't realize this, but part of my acceptance was to teach an undergrad course. That was part of the funding of my uh program. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm having to teach a class of 50 to a hundred people, which is mm-hmm like holy shit for me at that time. Uh but then I had to I just had to do it. And mm-hmm. so I started out with having every last line prepared down to the filler words. Like <laughs> it was like all of it was just me reading essentially mm-hmm. and uh practicing it many, many times before. And then I think that went a long way to help me just kind of Kind of like what we've been describing, to stay with that uncomfortable feeling to Mm. the point that something shifts and there's just like a physical trust that you're, you'll be able to withstand it. I'm not going to fall apart or dissolve, Mm. uh, if I stay here Mm. for long enough. Mm. And I think of variety things, uh, through this whole realm of self awareness, meditation, mindfulness. It's like there's a natural draw to kind of, question Mm. my conditioning and my views about myself and my fears and that's led into my relationships with other people and just i think this the willingness to trust this stuff that we discover uh has allowed me to feel more relaxed when there's eyes on me and Mm. i have and maybe also this 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 idea of working through what might happen. And I think there's a feared situation in which I might look like, I don't know what I'm talking about, or I stumble over my words, or uh I lose my train of thought mm. and I can consider that. And I really don't care uh at this point, e- if that happens and I feel fine, even if I had to stop talking or I could comment on it uh or, whatever. It it feels like there's no consequence there, but that used to be like a, a really scary consequence. Um, mm-hmm. I think of fear too. Sometimes I think, and maybe we can shift into a practice uh, in a moment to, mm-hmm. to finish up this time, just in with some sitting, uh, something that I kind of like to do or think of, or I think can be at sort of helpful, framework with regard to stuff that I fear Um, Mm -hmm. you tell me what you think about this but thinking of myself as if I was in a movie and what I would want that character to do in that situation Mm -hmm. uh, or what I would feel proud of uh, Mm -hmm. if that was me in that role or Mm -hmm. um, or -hmm. what would make just make clear sense for that that character that I feel like I really am at my core Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. uh and then there's some relief in that like if if there was a robber i would face them and i would try to defend myself and yeah uh, i would try to protect someone in the house and yeah uh, i don't know if if i would be able to do that but i would like i would at least be proud of trying uh Yeah.
2: yeah
0: or in any situation that would come up like that what would i feel proud of doing even if i don't know if i can do it well i could at least stand up to something or try Mm -hmm. or or if there's someone that's being a bully uh, Mm -hmm. to someone else or treating someone poorly if i was watching that what Mm -hmm. would i want that character to do i would want them Mm -hmm. to like say something uh or stand up to them even if they're intimidating or if that might mean something Mm -hmm. that would impact me negatively uh Mm -hmm. that that would clearly be the thing to do, um, even if I don't know how it would turn out. But that's mm. just like a useful little kind of mind mm. thing that I like to think of. Mm. Mm.
1: I think for, for me, it is uh, like similar to to yours, uh, but slightly different in the sense that I think of my, rather than thinking of about, about of, uh, like a movie character, uh, I, I would think of um, my future self. So I, I would say that okay, my future self is this kind of this you know idealistic personality mm. who has kind of worked on himself and you know uh, raised his consciousness and overcome his fears, and then I would ask that okay, what would my future self do in this situation and kind of then stepping into you know being that future self and doing that thing in that mm. way. So uh-huh. that's kind of my measure of kind of you know reference point of where i want to be versus you know where i what i am what i have been till now
0: yeah As this is kind of unformed but it was just making me think of maybe some fear of actually catching that self like that being the accepting or embracing the the treasure mm-hmm. uh being that future self fully and i am that now and there is no me that i'm working toward yeah optimally becoming in the future like i wonder if maybe there's something protective about never quite reaching that uh Mm. but but you could enjoy the the treasure of it but there's something Mm. uncomfortable about actually being that self now maybe that means that you have to accept who you are fully Versus having the option of being something, quote unquote, better or more evolved or whatever it might be.
1: Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, and also, you know, on, on the contrary of it, also this thinking about this, that how we kind of postpone what we wish to experience that, you know, for example, we think that, okay, right now I am this, you know, this kind of a person who is, for example, You know, fearful or whatever that is, but I it will take me time to become that version which is you know not fearful or who is you know kind of so called better than this particular. But what what we can see you know what we can maybe see here is that we ourselves are postponing becoming that better version of us. Mm. Mm -hmm. What we can do is we can simply step into that right now and be that now, Mm. you know, in this moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that is something which kind of helps me to uh, not postpone these you know experiences or for example if I'm saying that you know what I was talking about the float tank thing that I want to experience now there is a way I can say that oh my future virgin you know who has overcome his fears will go for a float tank (laughs) experience Mm -hmm. but or I can say that it's now I will do it right now you know, mm-hmm. just after this session, maybe see if <laughs> I can go there and experience mm-hmm. it now. So, yeah, I think the now factor then, you know, kind of not postpones thing, things, things mm-hmm. and makes us do things now in this moment.
2: Yeah,
0: that's a powerful image to me of the like visually stepping in, stepping forward into this me that's of maybe a few feet in front. Yeah, of actually being that me. Yeah. Now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, and yeah, it's powerful. I, I was, you know, I, I really like, like studying about manifestation and uh, how, like how we manifest. And I was also listening to, you know, I also listened to how, like episodes, which are, you know, books, which tell me how uh, ancient uh, civilizations or people, you know, who uh, who were before us, they used to practice manifestation and techniques of manifestation. And I think one thing I realized was that, manifestation is about not maybe thinking about the future that okay I want this I want that positive thinking and you know uh, law of attraction and wanting to manifest and you know okay I want to become this but manifestation is simply about being that now Hmm. becoming that now you know getting into that energy of that person so if I'm saying that I will be for example I will be wealthy that is kind of postponing it, but when I say that I am abundant or I am wealthy right now, I become that right now, and I start behaving like that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Rather than not behaving like a wealthy person right now, think worrying about my monthly expenses, not giving to people and thinking I will do that in the future, that is mm-hmm. kind of an illusion that we keep creating for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's always the now
2: step in mm-hmm. doing it right now. Mm -hmm.
1: great so do you feel we we can shift into a short meditation maybe that sounds good to me something relevant to what we discussed today Mm -hmm. okay so yes let's do that and now we are in the last segment of our discussion session today so you can join us in the meditation and if you want you can Shifted to a comfortable posture, your meditation posture. And also, maybe for this meditation, if you want,
2: you can close your eyes. And maybe we can. Just begin by relaxing our body, relaxing our mind, and then we can. Bring our awareness to our breath. Relax your mind and your body further with your breath. Maybe also using the breath as the anchor to this moment. Now you can maybe think about or bring to your mind some fear that you might be experiencing or you might have It doesn't have to be anything intense; it can be something light, something that is not intense. You can think about of fear. And as you think about it, just notice how your body reacts to that. And you can relax your body with your breath if it feels uncomfortable. And then maybe think about or bring a visual to your mind that let's say if you Step into this fear. Let's say if you decide to experience this fear, face this fear. By doing such an activity that will make you face this fear. How then can you overcome it? How will this experiencing and coming face to face with your fear will help you to overcome the fear? Mm -hmm. Again, notice if your body feels something, feels something differently, maybe this now. Then again, just relax yourself with a couple of Breaths, if you want, you can also take slightly deeper breaths. And then gradually in your own time, you can open your eyes and come out of the meditation. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thanks for exploring with me today. My pleasure, totally. Mm -hmm. See you next time.
1: Thank you for joining us in the What Is Now experience. We hope that you liked the episode. If there were any insights or ideas arising for you as you were listening to our conversation, then you can share those ideas through your comments. We would love to know. Stay tuned for the next episode. नमस्ते